0: Welcome back everybody, episode 167 of Bestiktosh International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City, as per usual. For those of you awaiting my regular weather report from New York City, it's a little chilly, still kind of turning the corner into the spring (laughs) Uh, we're getting there though it's getting it's getting warmer Uh, and that's a good segue to to this Besiktas episode to our to our conversation about Besiktas so speaking of getting warmer we had a huge match against Kai City Spore this week as many will recall Um, Kai City Spore, it should be noted are uh, very near the bottom of the table they sat fourth from bottom going into this set of matches this week, um, or this match day, I guess. We play multiple matches a week. But, um, so they have everything to play for. Uh, they were just at the sort of cusp of the relegation zone. Um, going into this match of ours, uh, we saw. Um, I think we saw Erzurum Sport win, so they passed Kai City Sport actually on points. So Kai City had some pressure to get some points. Additionally, Vashakji uh, here beat Kasim Pasha, um, bringing them up above like that relegation zone, or keeping them up above it, I should say, uh, while Kasim Pasha uh, sort of falls into that range of being in danger now. Um, we'll hear their name again later. Um, let's see what. what are they? Let's talk about Kaissidi's board. Um, so I. On top of the fact that they were doing poorly in the table, they were also coming in on poor form, which, I guess, you know, you might expect. Uh, their previous match was a home draw against Genshle 2-2. Before that, they were on the road in Konya, which is always a tough match, but they drew nil-nil. Uh, before that, they lost at home to Antalya 1-0, or sorry, nil-1, rather, uh, Antalya, the famous iron curtain Iron Gate, (laughs) the gatekeeper. Um, Yeah, but a solid uh, win for Antalya, I suppose. And then before that, uh, on the road, they they drew Trabzon one to one, which is not bad. And then finally, the fifth result before this is another one to one draw. Uh, This one at home against Gustaev. So they had not managed anything, you know, at best draws, quite a few draws, uh, including a loss to Antalya. Their last victory, you'd have to look all the way back to March 7th, uh, where they won on the road in Hatay 1-3, to um, along the period where Hatay kind of fell apart and fell out of reckoning. Um, so yeah, that's that's where Kaisuri stood, in, in rough shape, in poor form, but obviously with, still with a lot to play for. I'm hoping to avoid the drop. Um, let's talk about us, I suppose. Um, so Besiktas had uh, a serious problem. <laughs> uh, no striker for this match, somehow. Um, everyone of course will recall that Abubakar is injured. Um, we don't quite know exactly when he'll be, when he'll be back, but supposedly the news wasn't as grim as we'd all feared initially but Laren additionally was out um, which would have surprised some uh, he, he went out of the match with an injury but it didn't seem like it was so bad but sure enough it's bad enough he was not able to play and he may not be able to play in our next match spoiler alert um, so yeah we were gonna have to make some weird subs there uh, I mean, additionally Ozan was out so um, we were going to see, you know, and, and we were resting Atiba, you know, guys getting getting up there in, in age, and I think, um, you know, you had to sort of do a little squad rotation as such. So there will be some changes. Uh, but before I even get into the lineup, I should mention sort of like pertinent results for us. Before this match, uh, and I had sort of mentioned it was coming in the last episode, Galata said I played Trabzon, sport, hosted Trabzon. And we're victorious, or not, they were not victorious. They drew one to one. So, that was significant, obviously. Um, for Galatas today to drop points at this stage of the season uh, was not good for them. They they were morose, you know, after, their, after that result. Um, so again, it's a chance for Besiktas to get a little advantage after all. <clears throat> And we'll have to talk again about results that came in after our match that are relevant for this match day. But So that was actually for the previous match day. And it was good news, because it meant that um, the fact that we only got a single point in our match against uh, Sivas <coughs> was sort of offset by the fact that Galatasaray also only got a point. Fenerbahce, of course, um, caught, us, caught up to us on matches played having their bye week, so they stayed where they were too, technically. Uh, but so, yeah, things, you know, we were sort of f- fortunate, I guess, and but we still obviously have everything to play for, and this match against Kai City was going to be hugely significant. Uh, and so, I guess let's just dive in, shall we? Uh, so, I, now, I guess it's time to talk lineups, and uh, yeah, fun one here. So, Ersin Desano, of course, in the goal, Doma and... Montero on the back line uh, Wellington was out with the yellow card suspension. I guess it's good. He's gotten it out of the way now uh, Fabrice and on the left side Valentin Rosier on the right. Joseph Dessos on the back of our midfield with Nejip and Adem Lijayic in the, in the center of our midfield as well georges and Kudu on the left side Rashid Ghazal on the right and Gökhan Töre up in the middle, uh, an attack. So, an interesting decision, perhaps. Um, I believe Gökhan Töre had actually played in that position, like minimally, in his career. So, um, I guess we would see how it would go. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess let's just let's dive in, and the action would get going right away, and in in a nice way, uh, right in the first minute. The one minute and 45 seconds into the match. Gokantore Tore actually, uh, would sort of sit back behind the penalty box, uh, find Adem Lijayic streaking forward, get it to him nicely on the ground. Lovely little pass. Adem Lijayic ran into space well on a good first touch, and it was good in that the defender didn't quite know what to do with it. Stumbled over it, tackled him poorly, tripped him up, certainly made enough contact where, you know, he's impeded. The penalty is called var review doesn't yield anything that can overturn the 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 call and rashid Ghazal steps up and slots it home well Uh, so obviously he perhaps could have taken other penalties that didn't go off successfully previously but let's not harp on the path Uh, so yeah rashid Ghazal gives us the lead one to nil in the first minute of action So, uh, yeah, can't get off to a better start than that. Sadly enough, the same can be said for Kayseri, uh, who just four minutes later, on the fifth minute of play, it's Alibek who um, just cues up Pedro Enrique perfectly. Uh, And Pedro Enrique on a volley sends it across the goal mouth perfectly. There's nothing anyone can do. I don't even really want to... Blame anyone. Maybe we could look at how the cross gets in so well. Perhaps Ali Beck has given too much space. I, I'll have to review that. But the finish is perfect. Um, can't really say enough about it. It was, it was a splendid goal, to be honest. Pedro Henrique, who was a petulant jerk for much of this match and was dirty and fouling, and then trying to trying to get his fouls turned into whistles for you know against us. You know, one of those real dirty players who. That's right. Is on the hit list. warning. He gets a warning. Let's see what happens next time we, we face them. But um, you warned, Sir. There's the alarm. You're on notice for the hit list. Uh, but Pedro Enrique does score really well here. The game is tied one to one. And uh, yeah, of course we're we're back to sweating things out. Um, our hearts are beating again. Uh, we thought we were gonna get a, an easy surprise result with no striker. Uh, And and then, of course, that's immediately reverted and we're back to having to stress. Uh, But fear not, just six minutes later, seven I guess, so in the twelfth minute, it would be Adem Ljajic finding a really clever, like, dummy and sort of slick pass, short pass to to Georges Kevin, who, I don't know if he sort of spotted the the angle here, but it was a really well-applied finish. Across the goal mouth, again, um, fairly low, but with a little little heft under it. Um, and yeah, Nkudu scores a huge goal, and this was huge, because it really turned the tide. I feel like Bechet was, was was all in and needed this to sort of uh, signify as much, and I got it. Uh, and Nkudu, credit to him, after probably his worst performance of the season in our last match, came out and performed right out of the gates. 17th minute, Gokhan Tore would um, take a sort of audacious shot that would be deflected and almost go in, would, would force a pretty decent save in the end. Um, 18th minute, off the corner. Uh, actually, maybe it wasn't saved, it may have just missed, whatever it was. But off the corner of this, um, Montero would get a header from Gizal and it would just go over the crossbar. And, We almost made it 3-1 twice in a couple minutes span there. And that would be it for the first half. It would be a a bunch of half chances, mostly for Besiktas. Besiktas was, I thought, by far the dominant side in the first half. Um, One of their better performances, despite not having a striker. So that was interesting. Uh, But in the 45th minute, it would be Aaron Lennon running around our penalty box, striking fear into us. Uh, with every little touch, and finally he'd get get—he'd go for a cross, across the box, skidding across, and it would be Fabrice Sakala with a really tidy clearance and defense, um, and yeah, he saved us there as well, so we'd go into half, into the half, I should say, uh, up two to one, and um, yeah, I think feeling pretty good about that lead for the most part, um, you know, Probably wouldn't wouldn't have wanted to have conceded, obviously, but at the same time, you know, things, things happen, and for us to have responded well and gotten the goal back was, you know, exactly what you would want, would want to see, honestly. Um, of note, in that first half, uh, Joseph de Souza and Valentin Rosier um, got yellow cards, and that would be significant. Uh, for, for Valentin Rosier because he is now suspended for our next match. But uh, at the same time, I feel like he played better immediately. He was so tentative with that yellow card hanging over his head in the suspension, and once he got it, he knew the deed was done, and he actually sort of got back to his normal sort of superior defensive right-back right play. So uh, it, it served him well, perhaps, to get that yellow Um, Also of note were some interesting decisions. Um, Well, you know what, I'm not even going to go into the scandalous stuff. Offsides, goals not credited because of arms being in in advanced positions and stuff. You know, there was some questionable stuff there, I think. But, um, I won't even really do it. I don't even want to talk about the rest. That's such a finale thing to do these days. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so yeah, at the half, we had that lead. Looking good for it, um, in fact, we were looking good enough that Kayseri made two subs at the half. I don't really want to talk about who it was, it's not important. 50th minute, Nedjib would get himself a yellow card, um, and the 58th minute, this Pedro Enrique guy, and this is why he was on that list and got the alarm bells earlier, uh, got himself a yellow card here. Finally, the, the refs recognized that he was being a complete jerk, i um, prevent myself from having to use beeps. Um, 62nd minute, another sub, this one for Kayseri, um, right before that, in fact, right after the yellow card, Rashid Ghazal would send in a shot that would nearly decapitate a Kayseri sport player, uh, so, uh, I think it was Ali Beck, in fact, and he would have to leave the match, so, my condolences <laughs> to the, to the dude, uh, that looked rough, uh, but so yeah, sub, and then just a couple minutes later, three minutes later, 65th minute, or 64th, I don't know how you know. I think it was 65, But um, really lovely tiki taka play, you know, which you almost expect when you don't have a striker, uh, or you hope for at least. Um, Adem Ljajic finding Gokan Ture. the a lovely little kind of dribble and short pass. Gokan Ture finding Valentin Rosier. <coughs> um, Rosier not knowing quite where to go with it. So settling for Gazal behind him. And Gazal with the pinpoint cross as he does. Uh, finding Unkudu on the opposite side of the goal perfectly. And Nkudu with a lovely volley. Uh, you know, maybe a little close to the keeper, but the keeper doesn't do well with it. Uh, keeper for Kaiser is actually pretty good, this kid. But, um, yeah, I mean, this was too much. And Unkudu was too close and had too much power on it. There was not much to be done. Uh, a goal, 3-1 to one in the 65th minute and uh that was what we needed I think as fans that really was was the moment where we could start breathing uh, a little bit in the let's see there's there's some other action here in the 73rd minute we got subs uh, Bernard Mansa came in for adem Ljajic. I thought a questionable sub to be honest I mean whatever mansa you want you you hope he can kind of regain some form and maybe help in this final stretch given all the in- injuries and You know, the need for depth, but, yeah, you know, it's not really, not really happening. And on the 75th minute, Ilhan Parlak would be uh, for Lukasen. Uh, Sabovic would come in for Aaron Lennon in the 81st minute. In the 82nd, Dodokan Tokos would come in for Nedjib. Uh, I'm surprised Dodokan didn't play in this match. He played fairly well in the previous one, but it is what it is. Uh, in the 88th minute, a yellow card for Montero right after. So in the 86th minute, Kayseri almost scores. and It looks like the, the, the ball rebounds out for an onrushing Kayseri score player who I don't recall the name of. Um, and Pedro Enrique gets in the way of the onrushing attempt to score and like defends for us <coughs> in a greedy attempt to, to score. He tried, dribbles out of the box. You know, and can't really turn around and gets the ball taken off him and in the end it results in a yellow card for Montero um, but not in a dangerous area and we sort of survived the scare without even conceding there and that was really the last of the action no more subs on uh, the 95th minute uh, the, the final whistle would be blown and Besiktas Tosh wins 3-1 to one. Getting the important three points with no striker. And it, it can't be stressed enough how much our rivals had been salivating over this match. You know, we had no striker. This was the big chance for us to drop big points and for them to make a, a run at first, you know, before things get too hectic at the end of the season. Uh, it's going to get hectic at the end of the season, don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, I think they would have thought this would be a big opportunity for them. And we ended up playing some of our best football <laughs> without a strike. Uh, and actually, I thought we, we fell off quite a bit when uh, when Ljajic came off. Um, and then, you know, Nejip was actually surprisingly solid as well. So, um, you know, I don't think Doro Khan filled that void particularly well. Uh, but whatever, it was what it was. We, were, we had a two goal lead. Um, I guess we could afford to take our foot off the the pedal, so to speak. And it was what it was. We won. Huge win. 3 to 1. Let's just dig right into the stats, shall we? So first of all, Besiktas had 64% ball possession to Kai's 36%. 19 total shots to their 6. 17 chances created to their three, two big chances to their nil, 521 accurate passes to their 239, at an 86% rate of success to their 70%, which is not bad on their end, I have to admit. We conceded 19 fouls, which is fairly crazy. They conceded 18, somehow um, we, had thir- we got three corners, they had nil, none. And, uh, we were offside six times. Most of them Gokan Tode, I think he was offside, like, five. Um, of the 17, or I said 19 shots we had, uh, seven were on target. Or actually eight, sorry, eight were on target. Um, blocked, even. So, uh, you know, interesting stats on our end. Fairly successful ones, even... Um, so yeah, let's talk, obviously, about individual performances, and, um, I'll, get, I'll, I'll do it, I'll, I'll again kind of run through the ratings, you know, who was rated highest, and, and kind of go over some of their highlights. Um, the highest rated player in this match was Georges Cavan Nkudu, uh, and the man played 90 minutes, scored twice, so, you know, can't say enough about that, I suppose. Um, had four shots in total 44 accurate passes at an 85% rate which, you know, pretty good considering he's crossing quite a bit he created one chance um, trying to see if there's any other real impressive stats he had two long balls one of them was accurate he had a key pass 90 touches so, you know, he was active very active he he won 12 of 18 duels as well so he was, um, he was frenetic You know, really, you know, he had a great match. Very productive. He had eight recoveries, even. So, um, yeah, just hyperactive and effectively so for a change. Uh, And not to be too harsh, given he's coming off this kind of a match. But, um, you know, I think we were all a little underwhelmed, especially after our last match. So, good on him to come back and recover from that with a really good performance. Next up on the list is Rashid Ghazal, who had a goal and an assist seven total shots so you don't see a lot of that usually um, a lot of them are weak little dinkers as you expect from him perhaps But he had 61 accurate passes at an 81% rate four chances created now again 81% is very good considering this man's been quite a bit of crossing um... ten crosses in fact in fact only three of them were accurate so that means that his His short passing game was really solid because he was not so so accurate with his crosses. I mean, which, which happens. Um, He had six accurate long balls and three key passes. Six of seven, by the way, with his long balls. So, where he was lacking on his corners, he was not lacking in that regard. He had 113 touches and was 13 out of 18 with duels. So, also hyperactive and frenetic. So these, you know, the the Gazal and Kudu pairing this, in this match was. Phenomenal. You can't really say enough about it. Next up, ratings-wise, was Joseph de Souza. Uh Joseph had one shot in total. It was off target. Uh 73 accurate passes for at a 91% rate, so that's obviously really solid. And I'm just gonna go straight down to duels. He won nine of seventeen duels, which isn't fantastic, but you know. A lot of them were were him was him being the aggressor, where he, he could afford to lose them. Uh, he was um, sort of dictating and slowing down their pace. So that's what you need from a guy in his position. He had fifteen recoveries. I don't even I don't think I've seen that since I started following these stats. I don't think I've seen anything like that. Um, let, I'll I'll sort of run through our other sort of really good performers ratings wise. Adem Liawicz is up there. Fabrice Msakala is up there. And Nejip Uysa is up there. <clears throat> so it's worth noting that we had a lot of good performances in this match. Um, I, I'll kind of look at Nedjips because I, I, he, he did stand out as having a pretty decent performance all in all. Um, 82 minutes played, one shot uh, on target. 39 accurate passes at a 78% rate. So, you know, I mean, that's not that's never going to be his strength. Um, but he won... Well, okay. Six of 15 duels. Well, I mean, it's not... It doesn't look... Uh, Eleven recoveries, though. That's quite solid. Um, he won one of six aerial duels. Huh. Well, okay. It doesn't sound that impressive, but all in all, it, it works out. So I don't know how the ratings... Um, ultimately sort of went in his favor but I'm glad they did because I, I, I thought he passed the eye test um, in the kind of good maybe even very good department not great though we had uh Dome goes vida, Valentin Rosier, Montero um, so you know really good performances from them Gokhan Tore's performance did not apparently stand out as far as ratings go I think he played an understated role as far as connecting things and he didn't get a lot of you know, um, key stats or anything like that. But at the end of the day, I don't think anyone would have felt like he didn't have a good performance. I mean, he was out of position. That's much as clear. I don't think any of us wants to see him starting in that position if we have a better option. But, you know, at the same time, it benefited us to have someone who could be real active and uh, have some technical ability. And he's strong enough that he can even hold up play a little bit. Again, he was offsides a ton, so positionally he was uncomfortable. But you expect that. Uh, let's see who who did not play well. I mean, Erson and Bernard Mensa. But again, I think that's just lack of activity. Mensa um, was a sub, so he just didn't play. He didn't get a lot of minutes, so he doesn't put up a ton of stats, I guess. Um, but so yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I wonder. Michael Cantore gets sort of penalized statistically. I'm trying to look at his stats here. They say, <clears throat> so he had a 90 cent, 90% pass success rate. 43 accurate passes. Um, two shots. One of them was on target. So, you know, nothing crazy. Uh, one cross. Zero accurate long balls, but none attempted. Which, you know, okay. Three key passes, though. Um, 58 touches. He won one... All right, he won one of 11 duels. That's pretty terrible. Um, I mean, wh- whatever. He, he was out of position. I, I'm not going to hold it against him. He was offside by the way, all six times. So all of our offsides went to him. So, okay, I mean, I get it. It, it was slappy. He, he was out of position. It probably wouldn't have been pretty for, like, a, a neutral observer. But I think given what we were expecting and then finally what we got, I don't think anyone's too bummed about it. I mean, at the end of the day, the stats show... That nobody was really like miserable, statistically. And I think we can all agree that it was a, a really good day all around for the team. So who am I giving my man of the match to? I think I got to go Kudu, um, Two goals, right? And uh, just good play at a time when we really needed it from him. Um, you know, clutch performance, right? Uh, of course, you gotta give a shout out to Gazo and Sakala and Nejip. you know those that those are the, those are my honorable mentions honorable mentions. but i'm I'm going with Nkudu, honestly, especially just given what we expected, how poorly he played in our last match and so the the comeback effort, the timing of it, the clutch gene, you know it's all there. It's all in there. The, 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 it's in the making of it. great story. Um, <clears throat> if he can if he can carry that performance on and and have a spurt for us uh it would be vital obviously we need that from someone uh so i'll be looking to see if he can carry that form on it would be real helpful um but so yeah that's that's it for our stats this week and uh, obviously that leaves me with the most important part of every episode nowadays which is the standings portion All of us have played 35 matches, which means I have to tell you what happened elsewhere in the league. Antalya hosted Galatasaray, and of course, only one goal was scored. Unfortunately, it was not scored by Antalya this time. Galatasaray scored the the breakthrough questionable performances by the likes of Podolski, and I don't really want to get into conspiracy theories, but he got himself a red card, like finally, you know, it's like he was working for it, trying to get one, he did, and uh, yeah, you, could not come through for us. The defensive stalwart that they are. Uh, but, you know, Galatasaray is less of our concern than Fener at the moment. And Fener was playing Kasim Pasha, who... Let's not forget, Kasim Pasha gave Fenerbahce one of their best players for free as, like, a gift at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, uh, they have a, a number of former Fener- Fenerbahce players... Uh, their goalkeeper is the player who Fenerbahce sort of miraculously sold to Boluspor for an, an inordinate, inordinate amount of money for a keeper who is overage and have no use to them, uh, to a club who shouldn't have been able to afford them for the price they paid. So lots of questionable ties there. Um, but sure enough, Kassim Basha would lose 3-2, to two. Fener uh, getting the key victory for them so again where does that leave us 35 matches played for all three sides right no more of this match in hand hocus pocus uh touch. still atop top with 75 points Fenerbahce right behind them with 72 points and Galatasaray behind them still with 69 points um so Galatasaray still 6 points back Fenerbahce still 3 points back the goal differential has changed a little bit, and to our advantage further. Besiktas winning by two goals and our rivals both winning by one goal mean that we have a 39, plus 39 goal differential, Fener plus 28, and Galatasaray now plus 34, or uh, still, I guess, or whatever, so now we have a plus 5 goal differential on Galatasoday should they beat us and we go e- e- yeah, equal on head-to-head. Uh, So it looks like even if that happens, they will not catch us on goal differential, or they likely won't. Uh, Of course, there are still five matches to be played. Five crucial matches, even. But I'll leave it there for you folks. Uh, We will, of course, be back very soon. Um, Perhaps with a co-host, we shall see. Uh, Rize Spore is our next match. We're going to be hosting us. Rize Spore will be uh, Black Seaside. Uh, it will be on Wednesday at 1:30 p.m. here on the eastern coast of the United States. So check your local listings. Uh, but it's not the usual time for us here. So uh, you know, take note, beware, be prepared for this. I mean, this is the same time as our as our last match was <coughs> against Kai City. So. We've had some practice, I think, but I hope you're all prepared for this. Set your alarm. Uh, and as always, you know, get your lucky socks on or whatever it is. We've got a huge ma- uh, set of matches coming up. Um, so again, Rizé Sports is hosting us uh, on Wednesday, uh, 1.30 p.m. Wednesday, meaning April 28th. Um, so yeah, be there or be square. After that, we've got, we're have got we hosting Hatay on Saturday, May 1st. That's also at 1.30 p.m. here. And, and that's the preamble to our huge derby. We'll have a full week, finally, off. And then a huge derby against Galatasaray. And then we'll wrap up the season hosting Fatih Karagumaruk. We're on the road, by the way. We're at the Turk Telecom. And then we're on the, we're, we're hosting Fatih Karagumaruk, former kings, fallen kings. Uh, and then we'll wrap up the season on the road in Izmir against Guztepe. So, that's it. Uh, we will s- I will see you after our next match in midweek, post Sport, Hopefully with good tiding. Sadly, my Knicks have lost tonight. So, no good news for me. But the good news comes with, the, of course, the huge win against Kayseri a couple days ago now. Uh, I'm sorry for the delay, but as always, you know, waiting for results to come in getting a little air between episodes uh you know these these multi multi match weeks really starting to grind but anyway um i hope you'll all be back for the next episode stay tuned for our after the beep beep um our our southern eagle emre is back with his with his commentary so stay tuned for that and as always let's go bashing He's had everyone five matches. There's only five matches left. There's only five matches left.
1: First of all, it's a good result. I mean, we had uh, seven missing players. And the team lost the confidence after two draws. Two critical draws, especially. one was at home. And we gave that two points after we got the 2-0 lead against Ankara Gucu last Friday. And from there, got a draw at Sivas. probably made the confidence on players, team, fans, a bit shattered. But I think the manager, Sergen Yalcin did the right thing after Sivaspor game, prior to today's game, and even after the uh, game against Kaiserspor, he made very valid comments. He showed true leadership, and that leadership uh, made uh, team comfortable, plus put the fans in on ease. So that that's that's really what the whole uh, Besiktas group uh, wanted to hear. It was a blow when we noticed even Atiba was missing today's game, and that game maybe will give him an extra boost. And uh, when we need him next Wednesday against Rizespor, on away game we will use a much stronger and rested Atiba Hutchinson. He is my the best Canadian in Turkey. And he's, he's really a symbol player now in Beşiktaş after his eighth season. And uh, when we saw the squad against Kaiser actually uh, he had to put two goalkeepers on a sub-list to complete the 18. And we had only five sub option without the goalkeepers and uh, there was only solid uh, player there was mensa I don't know how solid he was after we saw him enter the game we've been seeing him actually last four or five games entering the game and really rest was very uh, minimal options they wouldn't make a big difference when they enter the game and when the the game started, the opposition, Kaiser Sport didn't understand what Beshtash was doing. And the beginning of the game, the penalty given, my opinion, I would not reward that penalty because yes, Laich is running into penalty box very quickly. I'm not sure if there was a tackle on him. And the referee was also unsure, he didn't see the position. He was also half-hearted when he was pointing his finger to the penalty spot. And the war, I don't know, uh, assistant referee warned him or not. Anyway, given, uh, if he went to war, uh, assistant referee to check the uh, video of the position, he could have canceled uh, his goal. And with that goal, actually the first penalty goal of the Rashid Ghazal, we started comfortable. And all the fears and the negativity about the last two games, draw results uh, gone away, but that didn't last long because two minutes later, from a throw, we allowed a goal again. I mean that was a blow. Uh, in in six minutes, the game became one-one. But as I said, the Kaiser Sport could not figure out what Besiktas was doing. I mean we, compared to Ankara Gidju and Sivas Sport games. One thing we were doing good, and we did most of the game. Whenever we lost the ball, we got the ball very quickly back, and we kept position in their half. And five times, uh, Gio in the first half, four times actually, he was offside, and I was texting my friends in Turkey. I told them that's a good thing that uh, he's uh, offside because if he is not offside. Uh, I rather him to be an offside than the doing a penalty in our own box. Because actually those offsides were for favoring us because we were keeping the game, uh, finishing the positions, not to have the attacks to be coming and uh, returning to us as a counter-attacks. But the, what we did there as a chaotic football in the other half of the Kaiser it really made them confused, and uh, Enkudu was much more sensible when his attempts, and he, he made a solid uh, attempts on the crossing and attacking. And the the shot he created, he scored actually a very similar goal to another team last season, I believe the TVs were showing. And assist came from the Adem Laich on the uh, Enkudu's goal. But the team was very, very hungry. I mean, they were really uh, aware of the, this is a critical game. We're going to play this game until the last minute. We will put everything what we have and we have to win this game. And to be honest, Kaiser Sport was not that bad, but we stopped them. And one thing we were doing, we never give them a room to breathe. So whenever we lost the ball, we got the ball quickly. But the as we did not have any striker like Abubakar kind of player ahead, we couldn't have the ball controlled to us. We were going there, attacking, trying something, losing the ball, getting back, losing the ball, getting back. And we, we kept playing this game uh, until like 70, 75th minute. And uh, we we got tired afterwards because we were not we were having the ball, trying something, and uh, when we are not successful, they are getting the ball. We get the ball, same thing again. We couldn't have the game killed. We couldn't calm the game. We couldn't put the game in a sleep, whichever the correct explanation. There was no superstar in this game. Even then could score two goals. Um but I will say our midfield were actually our pressure point where <coughs> Nejib and uh, Souza uh, did a good job. They they were really Blocked everything. They never give a breathing room to uh, Kaiser Sport midfields and Kaiser Sport strikers. And the referee, he was really weird when he was showing his yellow cards. He was showing yellow cards so easily to Besiktas players. That was the case from the week number one. Now we are week number thirty-seven, and not showing the same cards to the opponents. And. Even according to rules, if the ball is played and the advantage is applied, you cannot come back and show cards. But he did. He showed it to Montero. That was ridiculous. And this referee is representing us. He is so good in international games. But he is so much things going on in his brain when he blows the whistle. And to make the decision, use the card, not to use the card, when to use card. He looks like running a government in his mind when he's uh running a Turkish league game, especially the three big clubs games. We had sixty four percent ball control at the end, and we had nineteen shots and amongst that stats the striking one is Nejib won fourteen tackles and he got uh, twelve uh, balls that they were not uh, owned by opponents or us so. Those were critical things for a midfield to keep the game on our end. And uh, to be honest with you, when you look at this squad, you would not expect this forward line to score three goals. So that, that's a big surprise. Um, what I tweeted from my Twitter account, Beşiktaş ve I said that uh, this game will be won by our uh, fighting spirit, not by the players. And, Whomever were on the pitch today, and whomever came replacement Okay, let's let's exclude Bernard Mensa out of that group. Uh, fought for the game, and they they made the difference. And normally we could ma- make with the full squad an easy win with this. But given all the circumstances, coming out two draws with against Ankara Guji at home and Sivaspor away, uh, put a lot of pressure on the team, and. Uh, from that situation coming out, three goals with three points, uh, it was very critical and now the pressure is on the Fenerbahce. And Fenerbahce tomorrow will play against Kasim Pasha. And Kasim Pasha is in dangerous situation. They are one or two points ahead of the um, relegation zone and they're gonna have tough games ahead of it. So every point should be critical for them. We will see what happens. After the game, Sergen Yalçın's comments were so correct and actually addressed all these corrupt Turkish referees. I mean, when opponent teams having the yellow card, referees try not to show the second yellow to make Besiktas to have an easy game. Because they are really struggling not to uh, make the Besiktas opponents to go man down. but when there is a chance they show that card so easily on beşiktaş and uh, sergen yalçın point this one out and also the one of the uh, beşiktaş club management emrek hoca made positive comments first time actually club management talked about even after a game we won not only when we dropped the points they are talking at that time the media and all the Sport commentators say that Vishta is crying. Actually, it's not. It's it's. Uh, this is the time to point these errors out, even when you are winning the game. And we are going to play against Rizespor. Rizespor didn't put the full squad the game against um, against Laberly on uh, Friday, so they are resting their squad against us. They do not have any risk of relegation, so they're coach is old Fenerbahçe coach and Probably he will try his best to get point or points from Besiktas on Wednesday and What our coach Sergei Neltsin said uh, Atiba and Wellington will be returning But we lost uh, Valentin Rossier and uh, Necep Sal due to fourth yellow cards And my opinion for the Wellington's replacement uh, Ivy Montero, he played pretty good game respect to, kudos to my Spanish Eagle. He's not coming to squat fully, but whenever he comes, he has a very clean feet. And he had a big, big blow on his uh, head from elbow from the opponent, Ilham Parlak. Referee didn't even blow a foul for that. And the uh, Kayser Coach, Hamza took the Ilham Parlak out after that because he could be shown the uh, further cards, and for the Rizé-Sport game, coach probably will stick the same plan. If Larin returns, he'll probably put the Larin on the striker position, and they keep the Encudo on the left and the Gazal on the right, and the midfield probably will be uh, Atiba and uh, Sosa, and he's gonna give a chance to. Laich again. Uh, I believe Laich did good his part. He, he was not negative. He at least tries unlike Bernard Mensah. Mensah completely lost the spirit. Last four or five games, he's not bothering himself. He's not running. He's not trying. He's not chasing his other team uh, players. And he's not helping his team. And what we're going to be missing, I think, big time is, our, of course, our strikers Abu Bakar and Jengt. We will be missing Najib in the Rize sport game, because Najib is the fighting spirit of the Beshtash club. He grew from our uh, youth academy, and he's playing with the, such a low salary. He's not bothering. He played everywhere except goalkeeper. And uh, that spirit actually was the spirit I was talking on my tweet, and he showed that spirit in the game today. Really, kudos also to Neji Uysal, Beşiktaş'ın çocuğu, Necip Uysal. Beşiktaş International hopes you enjoyed this program.